I think the, I talked about it earlier in the show, like what him and Sean Payne have done. There were so many talks before the season. Like, are these guys going to have a great relationship? Are they going to be on the same page? Like, are they going to figure out how to win football games? And they have checked all those boxes over this five game winning streak. Like they, they know how to, you know, take advantage of defenses. You see Russ at the line of scrimmage, checking at the line of scrimmage, calling um, you know, different audibles that, you know, Sean Payne inst- installs in the offense pre-snap. And they know exactly yeah. what they're doing to identify different defenses and get them off, off their, uh, you, know, you know, off their groove. And so... Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrell, with not my co-host. We got a special guest on today's episode. He is a fan of the show. He's been a big supporter, man. He, uh, he, I've had uh, conversations with you in the past on Instagram and everything. Really, really good dude. Uh, Welcome to the show. Today's special guest, Peyton Henson. It's been a while because I I started this show last year. And uh, I, I told people, I even filled out like a long Google form. Like, yeah, these are all the fans that I'm going to have on the show. I'm going to get you guys on the show. And I just never got to it. Kind of took off with, you know, the, the uh, you know, players on the show and different guests and everything. But, man, I want to start having more supporters on the show. I think it's uh, important to do that. Not everybody does that. And I think that's what makes our uh, our show a little bit uh, more, you know, unique um, to others. Uh, but Peyton, it's great to have you on the show, man. Uh, how are you doing today, brother? Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to talk Broncos as always. Just, uh, you know, excuse to do what my brain is always thinking about anyway. So <laughs> absolutely, man. Yeah, you might as well if you're thinking about it all. I, I know how I think about Broncos all the time, even when I'm not posting or writing or podcasting. I'm still thinking about, you know, uh, different <laughs> things to talk about. You might as well just, you know, get it off your shoulders on the show. I, I, I like to think as this uh, is like a judgment free zone. You kind of just voice your opinion and everything. But um, before we go and jump into today's episode, you guys can tell that J-Mac and Jordan are not here. J-Mac's a little bit caught up with schoolwork, but Jordan, his birthday is today. So I figured he's going to spend the uh, his, you know the rest of his day celebrating his birthday, enjoying life and everything. I uh, don't want to bother him. But obviously, um, the one exception, though, please go spam him up in his Instagram um, yeah. at Jordan T. Lopez on Twitter as well. Uh, wish him happy birthday. Today is his uh, 22nd birthday. He's, he's, he's getting a little he's an old head. All right. So let him know. Let him know that on his uh, social media and everything. But happy, happy birthday, Jordan. He does. He hardly ever misses episodes. He's a very hard worker in terms of like he's always bringing out the stats and um, everything on the shows. I, I do appreciate those little details and everything. I feel like that's what makes the show a little bit uh, special. Um, so happy birthday, uh, Mr. Jordan. Um, but, but let's go ahead and jump into uh, today's exciting episode. Um, the Broncos got the Texans this week. Honestly, one of our biggest games in so long. So, so long. I mean, Maybe I cannot stress. 2016. Literally. I mean, I cannot stress the, uh, enough the importance of this game against uh, Houston. I mean, the Broncos have a 64% chance of making the playoffs with a win this Sunday. But if they lose, they have just a 21% chance of making the playoffs. So this is definitely the game of the year. Um, one of the biggest games. Yeah, one of the biggest games in several years for Broncos fans. I mean, the hype is real. And they moved it into that 12, uh, 12 p.m. slate on purpose, uh, 11 a.m. for Mountain Time, um, because they right. know that this game will be what people are waking up and they're going to be immediately turning on their TVs for. They, they even flex the game to where it's on like national television for the majority of the country. So everybody's going to be getting it um, you know, on CBS. But Peyton, some uh, news that we're going to jump into. Uh, Brandon Johnson yeah. officially uh, returning from the IR from the hamstring injury. Took him a little bit, but he's officially back from that uh, hiatus. 
Um, he is a full he was a full practice participant at Wednesday's practice and is expected to be throughout this week. Um, but how do you feel about uh, Brandon Johnson returning to the receiving room? Because honestly, if we're being honest, it's really just been like the Cortland Sutton show, and that's yeah. really it. I know Jordan's voices are uh, frustrations with Judy not getting his targets. Marvin Mims, yeah. he started off really hot this season and just really at the most gotten like one target, maybe two targets per game. Um, so how do you feel about Brandon Johnson getting back into the mix? Do you think he's going to kind of be treated the same? I mean, I know I can speak for uh, Javante Williams getting all the touches. I would, I would love for that. Right. <laughs> um, um, but how do you feel about Brandon Johnson getting back into the mix? Do you think this is going to make our receiving uh, attack a little bit uh, more stronger against a really good uh, Texans team? I do. I do. Yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Uh, I think, you know, Grant Johnson, to be honest, even for myself, he's been out long enough that you kind of forget that he was around and he was making plays when he was here earlier on in the season. Uh, could be wrong. I think he had three touchdowns in the games that he did play. Correct. But Correct. yeah, so, um, you know, definitely some production there. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, also, that's more than we have on everyone else besides Cortland currently. Yes. Uh, but so Cortland's having a great year. It's awesome to see that, of course. He actually signed this ball for me back at training camp this year. Um, so he's a great guy. I always love to see him doing great, but Brandon Johnson really could be that added factor. Cause like you said, it's kind of just been the Cortland show so far, of course, you know, in a few weeks, hopefully we get Dulcich back and that continues to help the passing game. But I'm a lot in the same boat as you, man. I'm totally okay with Javante getting 40 carries this week. If that's <laughs> what it takes. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to our uh, game preview on uh, that's going to be, by the way, guys, it's going to be on Saturday morning, not Friday night as usual, but that's going to be fun, man. We're going to jump into I, I'm already seeing a lot of different ways the Broncos can attack this Texans team. And Absolutely. I think it's once again, I feel like this is just as winnable as like uh, not the Browns game. Browns game is a little bit more winnable, but I do. There's some avenues to uh, beating the Texans for sure. So make sure you guys are tuned for that. Um, but. Um, yeah, like, like I said, I can't stress enough how important this game is this week. So um, huge, huge uh, upcoming episodes and uh, previewing this game and uh, just a huge game in general. Um, but yeah, Brandon Johnson, I'm excited to see him back in the mix this week. The more, the better, honestly. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, Peyton, what are your uh, thoughts on the season? Uh, obviously, it's your first episode on the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what What are your thoughts on the, the season? One in five have won the last five. Uh, do you think the Broncos are going to make the playoffs? I mean, four of their next remaining six games are away games, and the next three games are all away games. So it's, it's about to be a very tough stretch. And if the Broncos can really come away 3-0 and in the next three games, I am feeling like they are not only going to make the playoffs, but make like a even maybe win one or two games in the playoffs. Who knows? But, I mean, they got the Chargers twice, the Texans this Sunday, the Patriots, the Lions, and the Raiders. I mean, those are some winnable games. Like, it's maybe not as tough as people initially thought going into the season, but the fact that they're all away games, it is going to be tough. So how do you feel How do you feel about the Broncos' chances? You know, I'm actually feeling really good, which even saying that is crazy at this point in the season. I mean, earlier on, like you said, after that, after that rough start, it was looking pretty bleak, but – the, the turnaround has been absolutely incredible to watch. Uh, I mean, I remember at the beginning of the year when we started off one and five, a lot of people started bringing up last year's Lions and how they turned it around towards the end of the yeah. year. And one of the main things I kept throwing back at that and argument actually against it was saying, that's all great and dandy, but the Lions had the easiest half of their schedule in this whole second half of the year. And we've played some really tough games. And the fact that we've been able to come out with a win against those teams is awesome. So Honestly, at this point, my confidence is sky high and I'm I'm a Broncos fan through and through. So I'm putting the blinders on a little bit and 
kind of like you said, I think if we get that spot into the playoffs, not only will we make it in, but I think we beat whoever's in front of us. Just you, you take the guys on that roster that have been around through all, all the times, like Justin Simmons, Josie Jewell's been around for a long time. Plenty of other guys, K Jack, you get them into the playoffs. I'm excited to see what this team's going to do. Yeah, exactly. And there are some guys on this team that do have playoff experience. And that's yeah. that's why you bring in a Mike McGlinchey, a Mike Burton, exactly. a Ben Powers, uh, obviously Russell Wilson. He's been in the playoffs, it seems like, almost every season of his career. So Bronco it's like... Know plenty about that. <laughs> yeah, for 43 to 8. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, man, I feel like the reason I feel more confident about this team, and it's so funny because at the beginning you talk about the, the first little half, the first quarter of the season, the Broncos, it was a pretty easy schedule for being honest. Like I, I, I still, man, it, I kind of stay up at night thinking about that Raiders and commanders game. Like that, honestly, yep. if we lose two games, uh, in these last six or maybe lose three, those are going to be the two games at the beginning of the season that really, really hurt us. Um, exactly. but, um, I, I feel more confident just because it feels like Sean Payton and Russell Wilson have found a way to win games. And it's it wasn't like that at the beginning of the year just because mainly the defense, but even at times, like the defense wasn't as bad. Like, let's be honest, in that in that opening game, yeah, Will Lutz missed some kicks and yeah, maybe the defense is a little bit bad, but the Broncos offense could have won that game. I know they were significantly dominating the time possession, but they could have won that game. And there, there was other games as well that they could, they could have came out on top. But it feels like now that they have an identity, and it's not even like Russell Wilson's holding on to the ball too long like he used to, or he's actually stepping up in the pocket now, making right decisions, um, especially when the old... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline is collapsing like that isn't on Sean Payton um that he's doing well like he's actually you know making something out of nothing like we that that's what we traded for in Russell Wilson so now it's like when I look at a Russell Wilson and Sean Payton I'm like these guys every single week I don't care what defense is out in front of us especially after you beat a Cleveland defense I feel mm -hmm. like we have a chance every single time and that's why I'm making the statement that yes I do think if the Broncos win at least four of their next six that they can go deep into the playoffs i genuinely believe that because you already beat a bills you you already beat a browns you already beat a chiefs like who mm -hmm. who might have if especially if we, we beat the texans who am i to say that the broncos are going to lose in the playoffs like seriously yeah. like i'm trying to say i'm trying to think of one i mean the ravens are really tough don't get me wrong obviously sure. the Bengals, joe burrow's out so they're probably not making the playoffs um, they could buy a miracle, but I mean, I, I seriously am sitting here. I, I'm not too sure if any AFC contender can really take down the Broncos. It's going to be tough. Don't get me wrong. Like the, the playoffs is a different cat, but for sure, I, I'm, I'm really I'm really confident in this team, especially if we take down the Texans this Sunday, especially then. Yeah, especially. I mean, uh, when you start to look at it, really, that's the biggest test right now. I think you can you can kind of make the arguments about, you know, how Josh Allen's playing this year, how Patrick Mahomes performed against our defense, but you can sit around and say that it was our defense that made all that happen as well, too. So yeah. it just kind of depends on how you look at it. But right now, I think it wouldn't be crazy to say that C.J. Stroud is going to be the best quarterback throwing the football this year that we've faced so far. So he doesn't yeah. seem like he's ever out of a game. Um, he's 
a stud. I'm excited to see how uh, our defense takes on that challenge and if we can continue forcing the turnovers that we've forced throughout the last number of games as well. Yeah, he's ridiculous. But you do bring up the turnovers. He uh, he turned over, he turned over the ball a couple times. Uh, the last few games, True. um, the beginning of the season, he was not turning the ball over at all. But as of late, he has gotten a little bit. Um, I, I don't I don't know. Curious with the ball, maybe he's turned over the ball quite a bit in the last few games. Um, so I think the Broncos can continue that streak. Um, it's been Great. a hell of hell of a streak for the Broncos these last five games. The defense has forced fifteen takeaways. I mean that's just ridiculous. It's like I mentioned Almost in our other episode. Yeah, like I mentioned, that's more than the 2015 Broncos. That's actually more since the, the most since the 2000 Broncos. I wasn't wow. even alive then. Like that, it's, it's, it's crazy what our defense is doing. And the fact yeah. that a lot of these guys have like virtually no experience. You look at a Jaquame Millen, who's been responsible for some turnovers. You look at Josie Jewell, who obviously does have experience. He's in his sixth year. Right. So, and he's our best linebacker. So you expect those things. Justin Simmons, really, Definitely. really good. Um, but then you got a Fabian Moreau, who's been really, really good. So there, it's really important what Van Joseph has done for this team, but also Sean Payton, you know, take, getting rid of a Randy Gregory and a Frank Clark. And these young guys have really just balled out. That, that's really it but yeah. let's go and jump in uh to our next topic um we talked about broncos playoff chances uh let's talk about <laughs> broncos pro bowl chances who okay. do you think is deserving of a pro bowl nod this season there's quite a bit of broncos to name but um just there naming are. off a few like who do you think just from like an unbiased standpoint like if you're let's say a ravens fan or something right like who, who are you looking at this roster saying yeah i think i think i'm pretty sure he's going to be making the pro bowl on the broncos roster you know, from an unbiased standpoint, I think there's a few people that actually have like everything pretty much locked up at this point. When you look at what Cortland Sutton's done, we've talked about it a little bit earlier. He's had an amazing year. He's on pace to, I think, have his best season ever. If not, he might have already had it. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know how it landed after last week, but before last week, I know he was second only to Tyreek Hill for touchdowns. Yeah. So that's something that you really need to look at. His red zone efficiency has been insane. So it's just awesome to see that. Uh, I think he has to get a Pro Bowl nod. And beyond that, also on the offensive side of the ball, Quinn Miners has had an awesome season and someone maybe a little bit underrated. Lloyd Cushenberry as well has by far yeah. had his best season and has been awesome to watch. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, in terms of locks, I think the obvious ones are kind of there still. You got your Justin Simmons and PS2, of course. They're always balling out. And I think they have done enough when you look at it, too. Kind of one you mentioned a second ago, though, I did want to bring up because I'm kind of on the fence. I want to see what your thoughts were. Was uh, Josie Jewell. I think he's had a great season. I'm just not sure if he's quite over that edge yet. What do you think? That would, that would be interesting. I would have to look at the linebackers who are contending for that spot in the AFC. Fans yeah. typically just pick like the same the same players. Um <laughs> I I would be I'll be definitely surprised if Josie Jewell did make it, but he has he has had a really really solid season. I personally don't think yeah. he will, um, but I do think he's deserving of at least a bare minimum like an alternate position. Um, but the True. fact that the Broncos are winning games, like if they beat the Texans as well and they keep winning, like let's say they only lose two more games, I do think a lot more of these Broncos players that are definitely deserving of it that haven't made it in previous years will make it. Like a Agreed. Garrett Bowles, a Garrett Bowles can make it. Like we could, we mm -hmm. could be like a like what the Ravens have been the last few years, where they have just numerous offensive linemen always making Seven, it. Like eight. I, I feel yeah. like literally, like every time I watch the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl games, all I see is Ravens helmets, Ra <laughs> Ravens jerseys. That's all I see. It could be sure. Garrett Bowles. It could be uh, Lloyd Cushenberry. It could be a Quinn Miners. Like they have had really, uh, a really, really good seasons. Um, yeah. 
Russell Wilson also is probably uh, going to be in the Pro Bowl, for being honest. Like, stats are the main reason that players do get into the Pro Bowl. Um, while I do think there's uh, some AFC uh, quarterbacks maybe more deserving of it, what he's done in the red zone this year is just wildly impressive. So he'll probably make it as long as he can continue not turning the ball over and getting at least like one to two touchdowns per week. He's probably, he'll probably make it. It'll probably be like him, Stroud, and like Mahomes, um, most likely. Um, it'll be interesting to see where Russ plays, uh, places in that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pre- that's pretty pretty much it. Like Cortland, PS2, Justin Simmons. Hoping Justin Simmons actually gets it because he's deserved it pretty much like every year of his career. And yep. for whatever reason, he just not he just doesn't get elected to the Pro Bowl. Um, but yeah. as long as the Broncos can keep winning games, that's what that's what gets votes. It's very unfortunate. Pro Bowl is honestly a joke at this point. Um, but it's what it's the teams that are it's the team that wins it's probably going to get the most votes that's why you see like a lot of ravens and you know bills and chiefs players always making it um and then we saw like a lot of seahawks players last year like that's why it, when you win games that's what's going to get you the national attention there are two people i wanted to mention real quick too um one is baron browning he hasn't had you know he was out for a number of games so he hasn't had the absolute biggest season but the games he has played in his impact's undeniable, and I think any Broncos fan can probably tell you that. So it would be really cool to see him get one, but really, the one I'm just, I have to mention before we move on, I would love nothing more than for Kareem Jackson to make the Pro Bowl this year. <laughs> I need every Broncos fan to go vote for KJack. Get this man in the Pro Bowl. I just think that would be uh, poetic justice, if you would. That would be, I would actually be hilarious. Imagine <laughs> Roger Goodell's there, uh, <laughs> yeah, KJack's in the Pro Bowl. Uh that, that, would, that, that would be that would be something. Um but yeah, um also he's uh he's meeting with the NFL commissioner, um uh, Roger Goodell as, as I mentioned, um in yeah. uh, in LA. I can't I can't remember uh, which day it is, but to like talk about that. What's your whole thoughts on uh on that situation? Um he's not meeting with them. He he pretty much like voiced his honest opinion to the media the other day in a PS2's um event um yeah. community event um but he was basically saying like the nfl has it out for me like i don't understand the rules at this point there's a lot of gray area like what's your whole thoughts on that situation well you know i think you kind of hit it on the head in a lot of ways and if you look at even what brady said i think it kind of alludes to what's going on here somewhat um he talks about granted brady was one of the guys that would sit there and complain every time he did get hit but he does make a great point uh, talking about how he would try not to throw guys into the middle of the field when he's playing Ray Lewis and stuff yeah. like that. It just feels like an element of the game that isn't there today. And when you look at the KJX or people like that, that have played kind of through the end of a different era, what do you want them to do? That's the biggest thing that I keep coming back to with that Josh Dobbs one. I mean, he lines up as a running back. He's kind of putting himself at risk as is there. And then, it, not to mention, it wasn't really helmet to helmet. And when he hits him, do you want him to just let him get the first down there? I'm just not sure what KJAC's supposed to do at that point. Um, but it, it does kind of seem like you said, uh, he mentioned that they're just kind of targeting him at this point because he hits hard. And unfortunately for today's modern NFL, it's just apparently not what they're looking for. Yeah, I still think back to that Logan Thomas hit. I feel like that one's yeah. the most impactful because he was down on the field for a while. The Jacoby Myers one too. Like when the NFL sees that, they look at it as a, like a they look at 
Kareem Jackson as a really uh, as a bad guy. Like they yeah. they hold him to that really bad status, and of course the entire NFL is going to be against him, except for Broncos country. So um, that that's really how they look at it. They look back to those two hits, and the reason that he has suspended those four games is because it's a multiple offense, you know, type deal. Right. Um, and you, like I mentioned our other episode the other day, like to be fair, the rules do say that if you do aim with the helmet. Um, that it, you know to make forcible contact with the defender, it is an illegal. Um, you know that is an illegal uh, foul, and that is what he did. So to be fair, he 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 did he did deserve to be fined pretty heavy for that. And I'm not too sure how the suspension should have looked for that. I would have said like at the very most two games, but four games is wild. Yeah. Just wild like that. That's way too much from being honest. Like I understand it's a repeat offense, but you're talking about a repeat offense. The other offenses were not; those were legal. Like yeah. the Logan Thomas hit was questionable, but Logan Thomas is no. falling. He's falling yeah. though. Like at, at that point, like I, I'm not even too sure because that one is very sketchy. Because I don't, I couldn't really tell if he did really aim with the helmet or hit with the shoulder. Like, like Tom to Brady say. said, this this league is really kind of going into shambles. For being honest, it's getting really soft. And I've said this since last year. Don't be surprised, and this is very sad for a lot of fans. Like, don't be surprised if it goes to flag football in the next, like, I don't know, five years, because they're already doing it with the Pro Bowl. They're gonna start like increasingly trying to do it, like with regu- the regular season and everything. Like, they're probably gonna test it out at first. And to be honest, I it's kind of sucks, but I w- my bold prediction is within the next at least ten years, there's the football is gonna transition to flag football. It really sucks because yeah. you think back to the Ray Lewis times and everything, and um, even like Derwin James and Kareem Jackson still bring that mentality to today's game. Um, it, it it just sucks, man. Like obviously, you don't like to see like players get hit like that and get hurt and right. like are down on the field that long, like Jacoby Myers and Logan Thomas were. Um, but at the end of the day, like when he is, you know, having a legal hit like that. That hit on Luke Musgrave in the Packers game was the most legal hit I've ever seen. Yeah. And that and they tried suspending him four games and then end up, you know, backtracking and reducing it to two games. Like you guys know there's a lot of gray area in this stuff. Yeah. Like I hope he can clear it up with uh, Roger Goodell in LA uh in their in person meeting. Um, but it, it's just really unfortunate to be honest. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you said there. And the Luke Musgrave one, I don't remember who pointed it out, but you know it's a bad hit when he's on the sideline celebrating that he's getting penalized for it. So it's just one of those things that it's like, really, you guys are going to try and suspend him after you can see that Luke Musgrave's sitting on the sideline laughing at the situation just like the rest of Broncos fans. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, I guess, at this point. I really do hope that Kajak is able to at least figure something out when he does talk to Roger Goodell, whether it's more clarity on the situation of what they're expecting from players or just, you know, what to do moving forward to not get suspended for four games. <laughs> but yeah, the um, fact that he's missed these uh, six games a season probably convinces me that he's not going to retire this year. He's probably going to come back for another year and want to play a full season of, you know, hard earned money. He lost out. Mm-hmm. I believe this season he's lost out on nearly a million total in salary, uh, probably close to like 800K. Like that's that's ridiculous. It's, it's unfortunate because, insane. you know, those that first two game suspension was bullshit, if we're being honest. So, um, yeah. Yeah, moving aside from uh, the Cream Jackson stuff, uh, Russell Wilson. I want to kind of come back to this a little bit. Yeah. Me and Jordan were super, super, super harsh on him to start the season. Um, you know, granted the defense was playing really, really bad, so you couldn't put it all on Russ. And I like I want to clear uh, clear some stuff up because a lot of people constantly come back in my DMs and like, is Jarrett Siddham making that throw? Is Jarrett Siddham throwing 17 <laughs> touchdowns, no interception in the red zone? Which is it, it, it's funny. I honestly kind of chuckle at it, um, but. <laughs> 
I, I I think Sean Payton does deserve a lot of credit, but I've mentioned in today's episode, even our last episode, like he does deserve a lot of credit for what he's done on the red zone. And even when the O-line is collapsing a little bit, like making that, that throw to Adam Trotman last week was just like yeah. beautiful, Perfect. Just beautiful. Literally, the you couldn't have asked for a better ball placement. So I want to kind of revisit this a little bit, reevaluate Russ's long-term future with the Broncos, which, by the way, happy late birthday to uh, Russell Wilson. He turned 35. Um, yeah. Happy birthday happy to, birthday to, to, to QB1, Mr. <laughs> Unlimited. Um, he uh, So now turning 35, uh, starting next year in 2024, his cap hit is going to jump from $22 million to $35.4 million. Uh, he's going to have $85 million in dead cap. So at this point, I think we can all agree that he's probably going to be staying with the Broncos. Um, it, it's probably a guarantee at this point. Um, after that Chiefs game, there's a whole lot of talk. I know I, I, I was uh, definitely a big leader in those uh, those talks and everything. But given the situation, and I even mentioned it in one of our other episodes, I I honestly could see him taking a cap, you know, a, maybe um, a cap restructure. I'm not too sure if it will be next year. Just because $35 million isn't like a lot for a quarterback in today's game, especially with the markets probably going to go up even more next year. Um, some players are going to be asking for new contract extensions and everything. Um, so 2025 is when it gets really bad, though. Like $55.4 million, I could definitely see him taking a cap, it, depending on what our season looks like in 2024. Um, maybe we move on from him in 2025. I don't I don't know. Um, but I honestly don't think we're moving on from him next year. But um, what do you think about Russ's long-term future uh, with the Broncos? Obviously, you, you have to know how he plays in 2024 to, to think right. about if we're going to keep him that in those next years because he's not going to be free agent until 2029. So. And yeah. he even said, like yesterday to the media, that he wants to play until he's at least 40 years old. Like that was a goal from uh, his rookie season that he wants to play that long. So um, what do you think about Russ uh, for the next at least one to two years with the Broncos? Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, it's pretty obvious what Sean Payton's looking for with Russell Wilson. And I don't think what he's asking is anything unheard of that Russ can't do. Um, I think. You know, we've shown that we can win plenty of games. I'm excited to see if we can win playoffs games, hopefully this year. Um, but either way, like you said, I don't think there's really any chance that we move on this year. Um, but with that being said, I also wouldn't be completely shocked if the Broncos did, you know, provided the board falls the way and draft position and everything, still take a quarterback, maybe second round, something like that. Um, this year probably is what I would assume just because of how deep the class is. Or, you know, you could definitely look at next year, the year after that, and so on and so forth. But I think for the next two, three years, probably is what we're looking at with Russ. I would be utterly shocked if he doesn't restructure his contract before, you know, the end of next season. Um, part of it, too, that you want to look at is there's, like you said, he's free agent in 2029. So restructures this early actually are great for the team because you're only adding so much per year and you're still freeing up quite a bit actually in one single year. So it would make sense to me that to do that next year for the Broncos, especially if we find ourselves near the trade deadline in favorable position, maybe competing for the division with the chiefs. That would be great. Who knows, yeah, but you never know uh, free up some cap space and maybe go get one more piece to the puzzle to add on there. But yeah, I think uh, Russ has been good. I think that's all he needs to be really. Would I like to see a signature sort of trademark stamp Russ game where you could say he goes for 350 and four touchdowns? Yeah, that'd be awesome. But are we going to get that at this point? Probably not consistently. Um, so it is what it is. But 
you know, I still have a lot of faith in the team around him and especially the coaching staff. And it seems like the team has faith in each other as well. I mean, how else are you stringing together five straight wins after that abysmal start? So as long as he can lead us uh, morally in the locker room and get everyone rallied together for game day, I really don't see why we would move on in the next three years. Yeah, that, that's really important. And I feel like it's not even just like an on the field thing. Like he's been such an mm -hmm. important leader to this community and this locker room. Like exactly. there's that video that came out that resurfaced from uh, after the week three loss to the Dolphins or lost 70 to 20. He was one of the only players saying, like, I believe in this team. Like, I still feel like there's a lot of good football ahead for these guys. I still think we can have a really, really great season. Those are the exact yeah. words like though that that's really that, that's a big reason. Like I you can make the argument that if you don't have a Russell Wilson on this team and let's say some a player is playing as good as re they're replicating Russ's stats this season, but they don't have that same like leadership and you know just stance in the locker room that Russell Wilson has uh, throughout the locker room. You can make the argument that some of these games we don't even win them just because Russell Wilson, yeah. what he's done in the fourth quarter, just rallying. You can see on the bench like rallying guys, rallying his offensive line, rallying his wide receivers. Like that that has gone to you know to a very very um you know big extent. Uh, with this team Absolutely. and their belief in the season, and that's that's what'll take a Broncos team far in the playoffs as well. That's a, that that's what's important. Having a guy with experience and leadership, uh, you know, to the um to the length of uh, Russell Wilson. So I think that's right. that's very important. And then just from the you know the play on the field as well. Like I think the, I talked about it earlier in the show. Like what him and Sean Payne have done. There were so many talks before the season. Like are these guys going to have a great relationship? Are they going to be on the same page? Like are they going to figure out how to win football games? And they have checked all those boxes over this five game winning streak. Like they they know how to you know take advantage of defenses. You see Russ at the line of scrimmage, checking at the line of scrimmage, calling um, you know different audibles that you know Sean. Payne inst installs in the offense pre-snap and they know exactly yeah. what they're doing to identify different defenses and get them off off their uh you know you know off their groove and so um I think that's what's been big because you know uh you know let's be honest any other quarterback really isn't you know doing that that well uh just from like a, a voice on this team it, it's it's those little details and everything like the the little line of scrimmage things adjusting yeah. the offensive line you know audible audibling your you know wide receivers and everything that goes a long way so i mean what i'm just getting at is like russell wilson um you know i do have to owe him an apology just for you know what he's uh, turned around in these in this five game winning streak i i still will stand on what i said like he he's not worth his contract i think a lot of us can agree with that and yeah. um, and I still feel like there is times where he's missing, you know, receivers and he's costing us drives. Um, but at the end of the day, they find ways to win games, and that's what good football teams and that's what good football players do. And yeah. so I think uh, I think a lot of uh, Broncos country has to appreciate him because of that. I agree with that. Yeah, one of the w things I will say in terms of you know certain things that you kind of wish from Russ. The ball security is kind of one of the main things that I would yeah. like to see him to improve just a little bit. Uh, you know, we've seen him take off a couple times and oftentimes it's been great when he's come out and scrambled out of the pocket. But especially on the designed runs, I actually wish we would be doing more of those. Um, we, we I don't remember the game right now off the top of my head, but there was a couple designed runs for us that Sean Payton instilled that almost looked like they came straight out of Baltimore's playbook. And yeah. they were just awesome to see with. Um, getting Ben Powers in motion and Quinn Miners in motion. Both of those guards are great moving to make impact blocks. But um, regardless, yeah, that, that Jets game was uh, unfortunate to say the least. And just yeah. last week, Russ actually fumbled again, moving on the, uh, on the move. So yeah. one of the, that's one of the few things that I would like to say, I'd like to see Russ get a little bit better at, 
um you know he's a veteran you should tuck that ball away you know he knows how to do it we've seen him do it so it's just keeping cognizant mind of that but it's something about those former wisconsin ball carriers fumbling <laughs> uh melvin golden would know about that uh, very true but it's got to be cleaned up like you like you said if we're in the playoffs and we're in a big situation and russ fumbles i might break my tv because uh yeah yeah <laughs> that's playoff football be, that's yeah, everything that's, you're asking for is right there exactly. it's all that matters this this wasn't even like a huge situation like a huge problem in uh seattle either like no. it's i don't know what it, it maybe it's with age or something but he's got to hold on to that football he's got to yeah. be he's got to be careful with that football especially when there's been a lot of plays where he just he gets a little bit of, a little bit too scared to get sacked so he's like kind of just staring down at the pocket and because yeah. of that he's not really securing onto the ball really well like if you're not going to look at receivers you might as well just tuck onto the ball and t- i would rather yeah. him just take the sack than just fumble like I, I i hate seeing him take sacks but it's much right, better to throw it away but yeah, exactly. There's a lot of plays where he's outside of the pocket. You can throw the ball away at that point. Like it's it's not intentional grounding. He, he he's throwing the ball away a lot of times in his career. So I think that's that's got to be some, those little things. Like it's obviously it's going to be a dead play at that point. But you rather do that than fumble away, turn the possession over, uh, and also you know take a ten yard loss. And you know that that it's better to reset the downs at that point. So um, right. I think those are good. Those are important uh, points that you bring up. I like that. Um, so. Peyton, it was great having you on the show, man. It was a great episode. Um, do you want to leave off with anything before before we go and uh, recap today's episode? It was a good one, man. Um, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Uh, really, just kind of clothing thoughts, just kind of restating a couple things. Everyone go vote for KJAC for the Pro Bowl. We need to make that happen. <laughs> and give me Miami or the Chiefs in the first round of the playoffs. That's what I would love to see it happen. And I don't think it matters what team's in front of us that first week. But yeah, aside from that, man, I'm just looking forward to uh, this next week and, you know, trying to take it one game at a time. But hopefully we can go beat these Texans. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, you guys can find Peyton at underscore Peyton James on Instagram. Make sure you guys uh, give him a follow. Show him love for today's episode. Let him know how he did. I think he did. He was definitely one of our uh, best guests um, we've had on, on a while. Um, so I appreciate you, man. It was a great, uh, great conversation with you from everything to the Pro Bowl, um, to the Cream Jackson, Russell Wilson, and Brandon Johnson conversations. If you guys are listening on YouTube, please hit the like button, subscribe, help us get to 2,000 subscribers. Looking to grow our channel even more, comment down below. That helps us out with the algorithm on YouTube. The more you guys comment, the more our, our videos and uh, episodes will get on suggested feeds. So uh, please, like uh, Payne's uh, letting you guys know, please comment down below. Um, if you guys are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, please show support as well, which I do. Uh, that reminds me, I do have to say thank you to everybody. Um, the Spotify rap came out yesterday for uh, all the you know um, yeah. podcasters and everything. And I... Bro, 23 there's listeners in 23 different countries for this podcast. That's ridiculous. That's awesome, man. It's ridiculous. There's people listening in Russia, Argentina, Brazil, Canada. Like, that's crazy. Like, I actually saw, believe it or not, that our number one most growing uh fan base right now is in Canada. So shout out to the Canadians, man. Shout yeah. out to the Canadians. Uh uh, Drake Drake was also in my top five uh, for, for my Spotify rap. So uh, shout out to Drizzy, man. But uh, um, <laughs> thank you to everybody supporting the show, man. Seriously, that little that stuff is uh, it's not even little. It's that's huge, man. I appreciate the support. Uh, that, that definitely means it. That definitely means that all the hard work that we're putting into the show is paying off. So hope you guys can, you know, see see what we're doing. And uh, by doing that, you know, hitting the five star rating, our, our five our rating right now is at a four point eight. Like that's that's crazy. 
even though uh, a lot of people were upset with us with that Jared Sidham stuff. Our rating still stayed at a 4.8. So, man, I appreciate you guys so much. I appreciate it, uh, as always. And make sure you guys are turning notifications on so you guys are the first here on the show every single episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. But with that being said, I'm your host, Amir Farrell, with uh, today's special guest, uh, Peyton Henson. To the next one, peace. Peace.